0: There are only four more nights left until college football returns this Saturday, the 27th. And today we're going to be talking about a game that kicks off at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time in Dublin, Ireland, between the Northwestern Wildcats and the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Nearly got those two names mixed up, but we won't talk about that. Unfortunately, I will not be watching this game live as I have orientation for my first semester at the University of Michigan from 11.15pm to to 4.45pm, pardon me there. But I'm going to watch this game, record it, watch the whole thing, and come back and make a video for it at the end, and I'm excited to do that. I'm excited to watch some games live in Week 0, as there are other games outside of Nebraska-Northwestern. There's a battle between the basement dwellers of Hawaii and Vanderbilt, and there's a matchup between Illinois and Wyoming that'll be interesting to see, how Brett Bielema's Illini can do against the Wyoming Cowboys. So I'm excited for this weekend. I'm excited for college football, period, amen. There are going to be much more exciting, much more critical matchups than the ones we're seeing this weekend, but we should be grateful that we get to have college football at the end of August, one week sooner than it would be if it all just started on week one, which has its own amount of crazy, awesome, highly anticipated matchups like Ohio State versus Notre Dame. But let's get right into it. Enough of the chit-chat, and we're going to preview these two teams, talk about a little bit of what they did last year, and make a prediction. If you're new to this channel and you're a fan of college football, whether you're a fan of Nebraska, Northwestern, or any other Big Ten team, or any college football team in general, make sure to hit that subscribe button and click that notification bell so you can follow this Big Ten centered college football channel so you can join this awesome community we just hit six thousand five hundred subscribers yesterday can't wait to see more growth and also make sure to comment your thoughts on this video and your thoughts on this matchup down below make your own prediction i'd love to hear your thoughts because this channel wouldn't be possible without you the viewer and you the subscriber and Last of all, but perhaps most important, make sure to like this video and share it around. And if you're on Spotify, make sure to follow the channel. Without further ado, let's dive right into it. Previewing this game is interesting, because both of these teams went 3-9 last year. Both of these teams were, by record, some of the worst teams in the Big Ten. With Northwestern, their record translated over to their actual, not just on-field success, but their on-field overall performance. Their team was an atrocity to watch. The fact that they received AP poll and coaches poll top 25 votes in the preseason looks to be a crime. Looking at their 3-9 record and how they lost by 49 points to a 3-9 Nebraska squad. Speaking of that squad, Nebraska last year, their 3-9 and record did not, in my opinion, translate to the overall build of this team. This team nearly made Ohio State flinch. This team nearly beat Michigan State in East Lansing, a Michigan State team who was undefeated at home last season. This Nebraska team nearly beat the Big Ten champions in the Michigan Wolverines, if not for an Adrian Martinez fumble. And other things as well. And this team also nearly or had a chance to beat Oklahoma. They nearly blew out Iowa if other things didn't happen. The word nearly, close to, almost. All of those words and phrases relate to 2021 Nebraska. And that's where change needs to happen. Going from, we almost did it. We participated and played hard for three and a half quarters, but not the whole four. Finishing, being disciplined, just taking final baby steps to cross that finish line, to be clutch, that's what needs to change for Nebraska. Not the big things. Nebraska was actually very competent on offense when it came to big plays. On defense, they were competent overall. The problem was special teams, which was often is often looked by many in modern football as a little thing, even though it isn't. Consistent play at the line of scrimmage, consistently running for three or four yards a carry instead of being sacked for a four-yard loss or tackled at the line of scrimmage, viewed as a little thing, but when those little things and little mistakes pile up, it turns into a big thing. Lack of discipline, lots of unsportsmanlike penalties in the Oklahoma and Michigan State game against Nebraska, lots of false starts and blown assignments by their offensive line, Nebraska was so close to being a top 25 team last year, and they weren't. 3-9 identical record to Northwestern, but looking at their head-to-head matchup and the way they played other teams, almost two totally different units, Nebraska being the far superior 3-9 team. Nebraska's ranked number 32 in ESPN's FPI. I think that they have a floor of 4-8, they have a ceiling of 11-1 and, and possibly contending for a playoff spot, though I don't think that will happen. I think they go 10-2 and, and they'll win the Big Ten West, but they'll likely 99% sure they'll lose to whoever their East Division opponent is, who I have tabbed as Ohio State. Northwestern has a floor of 2-10. and 10. They have a ceiling of 6-6, six and six, which if they go 6-6 six and six with the schedule that they have, let me pull it up here, it includes... Neutral site versus Nebraska, traveling to Penn State, Maryland and Iowa, Minnesota and Purdue, and hosting Wisconsin, Ohio State, and Illinois. Outside of their non conference slate of Duke, Southern Illinois, and Miami of Ohio, they have a plethora of tough games. I would say eight tough games, looking at their talent, how they did last year, what they've done this preseason. Eight of their opponents, in my opinion, will have seven wins or more. And most of those, actually all of those, are Big Ten opponents. And a Big Ten opponent with seven wins is much better, of course, than a MAC school or an ACC school or even Pac-12 school with seven wins. So Northwestern's schedule is insanely tough. They lost Brandon Joseph and others via the portal. I think this team is going 3-9 and again, and they're going to be a pretty... They're going to be a pretty bad football team. Though I think they will have some slight improvement all around. Their tough schedule is just going to make it really hard for them to succeed. It's a neutral site game in Dublin, Ireland. I think this could have an effect on both teams' morale, their psychology, their mindset. You're far away from home, you're in a completely different time zone, you're in. A nice country that is Ireland in a nice city, so there might be a vacation, relaxed element to one or both, or maybe even none of these teams, which could certainly play a factor into who wins here. Lots of distractions, especially being far away from home and in a major European city that is Dublin. Nebraska's given nearly an 80% chance to win, according to ESPN's FPI, and the Huskers are favored by 13 points, so nearly two touchdowns or exactly one touchdown and two field goals. I think that Nebraska here, outside of head coach, owns it and is better than Northwestern on every part on and off the field, even in the trenches, despite the fact that Northwestern has Peter Skoronsky, who we'll talk about for a little bit more in a few minutes here. I think that Nebraska has better depth there. They have, if you exclude Skoronsky, better players at every position there. Nebraska's just made really good staff additions, very good portal additions. Speaking of the offensive and defensive line, adding an offensive lineman, Kevin Williams, Hunter Anthony through the portal, and adding defensive lineman Devon Drew, Stefan Wynn at defensive tackle or D-line, and then edge player Ochon Mathis through the portal. At linebacker, you got guys like Luke Reimer, Nick Henrich. There, defensive backs are always solid under Coach Travis Fisher. Wide receiver: Omar Manning, Trey Palmer. You also have Alante Brown. Two tight end. You have Travis Vokalek. Running back. Northwestern certainly has the better, I'd say, overall player or more proven player. I think is the better term. And Evan Hull. But when you have Gabe Irvin Jr., Ramir Johnson, Anthony Grant at running back, that is just a much deeper room than what Northwestern has. And then at quarterback, Casey Thompson versus likely Ryan Halinski, in my opinion. And then on staff. Mark Whipple, Eric Chenander, Mickey Joseph, Donovan Riola, Brian Applewhite, Travis Fisher. I love Nebraska in all of these matchups, except for, again, head coach. Scott Frost has not had a single winning season since coming to Nebraska, and yet has had far more talent than Pat Fitzgerald. Pat Fitzgerald is 500 against Scott Frost, and he has won the West two times, and both in 2018 and And 2020, when he won the West, he was not picked to win the West by virtually anyone. or I don't think anyone, period, amen, picked him to win the West those two years. So Pat Fitzgerald better knows how to manage talent, manage a game, get more out of his recruits than Scott Frost does. So Northwestern does have an edge here in the head coaching game. So that's the game's preview. Some players to watch. One from each, I would say, is running back Anthony Grant for Nebraska. Anthony Grant, last year, is a Juco prospect. He was number nine Juco prospect in the nation last year, ranked as a .88 according to 24 7 Sports Composite, the number one Juco running back, and he played Juco. He played for, I think, New Mexico Military Institute. 5'11, 210 pounds. He's from Buford, Georgia. He once played for Florida State, then went to New Mexico Military Institute, where he helped them win a national title in their in their JUCO conference or JUCO division. I forget what it's called. He's a solid player. Looks like he is going to be the starting guy at Nebraska for running back, along with, in my opinion, Jacquez Yant. There's also Gabervin Jr., though, and Ramir Johnson, who will be used as more of a receiving back. I remember him as that, especially because he torched my own team, the Michigan Wolverines, with wheel routes, which is something that, of course, I did not take liking to. Very happy that we won that game and won the Big Ten. Running back Anthony Grant, 5'11", 2'10", he's physical, he's big, made a huge play in the spring game on a long run. I think that he's the guy at running back. And if the offensive line struggles, there's a part of me that thinks that even if the O-line struggles, Anthony Grant could be a player that can power his way through the offensive line when they're having a bad situation or that he can find holes and find routes to almost bypass the offensive line's mistakes. He is that guy. He is a great and explosive player. Speaking of a great player, a guy who's more proven than Anthony Grant and a guy who I think overall is much better than Anthony Grant as a college football player, is offensive lineman Peter Skoronsky, who was ranked as a five-star individually by 24-7 Sports, ranked as a high four-star according to 24-7 Sports Composite. Amazing player, great offensive tackle, viewed by many as the number one offensive lineman in the nation, certainly the number one offensive tackle in the nation plays for Pat Fitzgerald, who always loves fundamentals, loves solid trench play. I don't think Northwestern's offensive line is going to be very good this year, but Peter Skoransky is going to be fantastic. Wherever he plays, he's going to be good. I would say playing tackle, guarding against major edge players. Northwestern is probably going to have a better time to they're going to have a better time pass blocking than run blocking, or at least defending the outside of the line than the interior, seeing that Skoronsky is a tackle. Five-star talent, he was 6'4", 275 pounds coming out of high school in the 2020 recruiting class, projected as a first round at a high school, projected as a first round player at this very moment. Watch for him And watch for that entire Northwestern O-line. If he plays his A-plus game, and Pat Fitzgerald continues to do what he has been proven to do, Northwestern's O-line might come out, they might surprise everyone, and they could have a field day against a Nebraska D-line that looks to have an amazing pass rush element, but does have some questions on the interior. Adding transfers Stefan Wynn and Devin Drew in there, Those two are guys that don't really have a lot of proof or evidence behind them to back them up as good defensive tackles. Ochon Mathis and Garrett Nelson are great pass rushers. Garrett Nelson, I would say, is a borderline elite pass rusher, but the interior of that D-line is questionable, and if Northwestern's O-line comes to play, they might run the ball down Nebraska's throats. It's a real possibility, and Peter Skoronsky would very well play into that factor. So watch out for him, and watch out for Nebraska running back Anthony Grant. Now, finally, on to our prediction. I think Nebraska is going to cover the spread. They're going to win by 21 points in a 38-17 game. Northwestern is going to want revenge for last year's blowout. It's not a Nebraska home game. It's a neutral site game, and I think probably for the first quarter, This game will be close, maybe even longer than that. Nebraska's depth, overall talent, and I think superior coaching staff will begin to show, if not just before halftime, right after halftime. Nebraska won't rush for nearly 500 yards like they did against Northwestern last year, but they will, in my opinion, rush for over 200 yards. I think that looking at Anthony Grant, who I think will be the team's MVP— And then also looking at Gabe Irvin Jr., Jaquez Yant, and Ramir Johnson, all those guys are going to get some touches. They're going to spread out Northwestern's defense and expose it. The Huskers will also, I think, have flawless special teams play. Whether that's punting, whether that's kicking field goals, which I think they're going to at least kick one, they're going to have a field day on special teams, and it's going to be... It's going to be good for not just Nebraska fans, but anyone who watched Nebraska last year as their special teams play was just atrocious. Brian Bushini is going to be this year's punter. Timmy Bleak Road is going to be this year's kicker. Both were in the FCS last year at Montana for Bushini and Furman for Bleak Road, where they were good at their respective jobs. Brian Bushini was the FCS punter of the year, actually. And my final prediction here would be the Wildcats show improvement from the 2021 season. I think they're going three and nine still, but they're going to be more competitive than they were last year. They're going to be cleaner, more disciplined on both sides of the ball, and overall just a, they're going to be a better unit despite, I think, having an identical or close to identical record as the 2021 season. 38-17, to 17, Nebraska I think will show themselves to be a top 10, top 15 team. I have them as number 10 in my own poll. Northwestern will play them close again for a quarter or two, but I think Nebraska's going to pull away. Both teams, I think, are going to show up and do—they're going to be pretty decent, at least. I think—I don't know if they'll play their A game, per se, because, again, it's away from home, completely different time zone, first game of the year, so expect— some jitters. That's why I said flawless special teams play and made it as a good point, because that's just how good I think Nebraska special teams is going to be this year, going from one of the worst in the nation last year to one of the best in the nation in 2022 with the additions they've made, not just the players, but also adding Bill Bush as the special teams coordinator. I think that this is going to be a good game. I'm curious to see and let me know what you think the flaws and the jitters are going to be in this game down in the comments below. What mistakes do you think both of these teams are going to make? What penalties? Tell me about this, because this is something that is interesting, and this is where I'll close the video out on. I think that, not that both of these teams will play their F game per se, but both of these teams have some volatile outcomes, You know, Northwestern, in even years, Pat Fitzgerald tends to be good. There's always mystery surrounding his team because the lack of talent they have, but the great talent utilization that Pat Fitzgerald has. And Nebraska last year, they came again so close to nearly winning their own division, never losing a game by more than nine points, and only losing one game, the game against Ohio State, by more than one score. Only one. So there's a lot of mystery surrounding both of these teams, and we're not exactly going to know immediately how good Nebraska or Northwestern are based on this game. But I think there are going to be some faults. There's going to be some discipline issues. There's going to be—both teams will likely not play their A-plus game. I would not expect that because it's week zero. First game of the year, you're away from home. You're in a different country— a good city, there's going to be distractions, and believe me, no matter what anyone tells you, some players on both teams will, I think, be distracted. It's just the nature of college football. It's the nature of humanity in itself. But 38-17, close game for a quarter or two. Nebraska is definitely another prediction I have, is they're going to have multiple plays of 20 yards or more. You're going to see their explosiveness, not just on not just on the ground, but also through the air, with quarterback Casey Thompson, wide receivers Trey Palmer, Omar Manning, Alante Brown, and others. Travis Vokalek, I think, with how Nebraska, and not just Nebraska, but Mark Whipple, likes to use their tight ends. Travis Vokalek is going to show himself to be a suitable replacement for Austin Allen. And Northwestern, too, despite their struggles and the fact that I think they'll lose They'll look better than 2021, and I think that Ryan Halinski is going to start for the Wildcats. There's been no named starter as of yet. Doesn't sound like there will be one until this game, but I expect Ryan Halinski to start for the Wildcats. Casey Thompson, of course, will start for the Huskers. That's all I have to say for this video. If you liked it, make sure to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, click the notification bell, and comment your thoughts on this video and your own prediction for this game down below. Thank you all for watching, and I'll see you guys around. Bye.